I want to take a minute to tell you about Federal Access. Federal Access is our coaching and training platform that we develop for government contractors. The resources in Federal Access have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. When you become a member, you're going to get access to hundreds of documents, templates, training videos, on-demand webinars, and you get SME support from me. So if you have a question, you can email me directly anytime. Here's a special offer for Game Changers listeners. Visit federal-access.com forward slash Game Changers today and get started for just $29. That's federal-access.com forward slash Game Changers to get started for just $29. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Mike Lejeune here with Game Changers for Government Contractors, and I've got Chad here with me today. Chad, I'd love for you to hop on and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do before we get started. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Uh, my name is Chad Rodriguez. I'm with a company uh, based out of Huntsville, Alabama called JS Solutions. We're a small veteran-owned business supporting uh, primarily the Army aviation community. However, we also support business-to-business efforts through um, things such as business development support, proposal support, capture management support. And we also have a cybersecurity division that handles cybersecurity offerings for other small business contractors as well. On the DOD side, we primarily work in the acquisition logistics, open systems architecture, and modernized crypto fields. So that's us in a nutshell. Nice, nice. So this is actually part two of a two-part series. We did part one with Megan over at Flourish, where Megan talked about building a marketing plan and the things that go into your government contracting marketing plan, all that kind of stuff, all those components. And then today, I guess we're going to be talking to you about the other side of it, things like how that's impacted your business and talking a little bit about social media and analytics and all that kind of stuff. Why don't you kick us off here by telling us a little bit about how having a dedicated marketing strategy has impacted your business. Well, it's been critical for us because we are a small business. And as a small business, you have certain needs that you can't always fill in-house. So having a dedicated marketing capability through an outsourced company like Flourish has enabled us to have a dedicated resource that we couldn't do otherwise. Too often we see small businesses try to put too many hats on one person. They want to have somebody who a facilities manager and a business manager and a marketing manager. And consequently, you can't do everything at 100%. So by having that resource and a dedicated team with a dedicated plan and focus, we say it lets us punch way above our weight class. Mm. And what I mean by that is we look and present ourselves as a bigger company than we are, but it also enables us to get a wider reach into both the defense community, the local community, and the business-to-business community. It's really been a game changer for us because at conferences, at meetings, we get constant feedback from our customers and from our partners that say, oh, I see you're doing great things on social media. I see you're doing great things at conferences. You you were here, you were there. Your graphics look great. Your new signs look great. It really presents us in a more professional manner than we could ever do on our own. Hmm. Those are some really good points. And there's a lot of people that get in business and do exactly what you're talking about, where you've got the person who starts the company and they're a welder, for example. And they know a lot about welding, but they don't know anything about 
about social media or graphics or any of those kind of things. And now as a business owner, as a one person shop, you're now in a position where you have to do those things or you have to find somebody to help you. And a lot of times if you do it on your own and that's not your background, it just looks horrible. So you actually make a bad impression a lot of times. We're one of the few companies that we're blessed where Josh has a really good graphics design background. I have a marketing background. And so we have a lot of that stuff internally, but most companies don't. I'm really glad you talked about that because I I think people feel like, well, I'm small. I have to do this myself. That's just the way it is. I'm actually going to kind of put the cart before the horse here because I know we were going to talk it towards the end of this podcast about when is the right time to recognize that you need this. But based on what you just said, I think that's the next question here of at what point did you recognize that you needed to outsource these efforts? Really, that should it should come from day one, especially as a micro small business, which is how we started. We started as a one person shop. You know, I own my own business before I merged with JS, Jason Swafford, who's our founder. He was a one man shop. And we realized from day one that if you're not seen, you're forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we had to have a marketing capability of some level from the very beginning. Now, obviously, that's grown over time. But if you don't put yourself out there and market yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. Right. So we realized very early that if we wanted it done correctly, we needed to bring on that level of help. And obviously, micro small businesses can't afford to do that from a full-time staffing perspective. So outsourcing that was just critical from the very beginning. Did the two of you try some things and fail and then you realize it? Or did you just out of the gate say, you know what, I know we're not good at this, so we're just going to go and, and get some help? No, luckily, we came from a background in larger businesses where we saw the need for it. So we knew from the very beginning that this was going to be absolutely critical. Before I came on board with JSS, Jason recognized from his background that this was something he could not do on his own and needed to bring in help. When I came on board, I also saw that as well. And we've worked to increase that as we go. Everybody always says the rule of thumb, your marketing budget should be three to 8% of of your revenue. It's true. The reason that's the standard is because it worked. And so we were able to dedicate that early. It was just a cost we assumed and it's paid dividends. Yeah, that, that's awesome. It's, it's great that you had a background and kind of had an idea going into it, what you needed. A lot of companies don't and a lot of companies get in that trap that we were talking about earlier where, hey, I've got to do this. It's just the way you're supposed to. You hear the whole, you know, the bootstrapping concept where we I've got to do everything. And if that means I only get an hour of sleep a night, <laughs> then that's the way it is. And I've been there and I know it's really, really difficult to do that. In this business, you, know, you mentioned something early on that I found interesting. You talked about social media and that sort of thing. A lot of people don't think social media is very helpful from a government contractor perspective. So why don't you tell me in your own words, why is it important to have an online presence? And when we say online presence, it's the website, the social media presences, all those different things that you need, your profiles and different websites. Talk to me a little bit about how that's impacted your business. I can't overestimate social media. And like you said, a lot of people put it down and say, oh, that that doesn't matter for the government contractor. No, it definitely does. Now, that's not going to help you in contract selection and source selection, things like that, because the government doesn't really you know, play into that. However, the DOD and the larger government world is a crowded marketplace. There's a lot of times where, especially with small businesses, we may not know them well. So one of the first things I do when I get a business card, when I get a new contact, I hit up LinkedIn, I hit up uh, whatever social media or what internet presence they have, and that 
tells me a lot about them. It also tells me if they don't have it a lot about. Uh, if I, for example, if I meet someone and they don't have a LinkedIn profile with at least some level of activity, if they don't have a good website or web presence, that tells me, I don't want to say they're not serious, but it tells me they're not willing to invest in that. It says something about the availability and the stability of that contact. And I'm sure people do the same with us. I know just from our metrics and analytics we get out of LinkedIn and from our SEO analytics from Google for our website, it helps us to tell who's looking at us, when they're looking at us. It helps us develop our marketing plan because if we get feedback on analytics and people looking at our social media site after a conference, all right, well, that tells us that our ROI for that conference is good. And that's something we want to do again next year or the following year. We want to increase our presence there. So it helps us develop not only our engagement plans with potential customers, but our marketing plans going forward. I can't overemphasize the importance of actually looking at those analytics and measuring those things because you're right. It does tell you right away if you're going to a conference and you're handing out cards and all those sort of things and nobody's hitting your website, then you know maybe it's the wrong conference for you. Maybe you got the wrong message, whatever. But when you do have activity from your brochures or different things, then all of a sudden you can start, start to say, hey, it's working at some level. How can I optimize this to make it better? I think for me, that's the biggest thing I get out of analytics is seeing, hey, what is even getting a, a hook in the water and what is out there? And it's just, there's nothing. There's no feedback. Nobody likes it. You know, social media is really good about that, about telling you, hey, we like this message. Hey, we didn't care about this message. And so do more of this and less of that. That's a really powerful thing that I've found. So when it comes to like building your strategy, what did you find to be the most important aspects of it? I think getting information out is the first thing, just getting your presence out there. Because again, out of sight, out of mind. In a crowded marketplace like this, if people don't see you, they forget about you. Even people who know you. For example, there are certain billboard locations in this city near near our army installation that's here, where if you're on there, people see you coming in coming into work every day. And I've had feedback from things like that where they say, oh yeah, I was coming into work this morning and I had a specific contract solicitation on my mind and I saw you on that billboard and it made me think to call you. So again, just a establishing that presence, establishing the name and getting inside people's heads. I think that's first and foremost. Second is really developing a brand because it's one thing to get your name out there, but you also want to associate what you do and what you're good at with that brand. And that's both within your customer base and in the community. Our customers know us and they know we do X, Y, and Z. But outside of a specific program office or PEO or command, the rest of the Army or the rest of the DOD or the IC may not know us. So it's important to brand within your customer base and then to brand in your community so potential partners and competitors know what you're capable of. So when that teaming agreement comes around, that teaming opportunity for a big solicitation comes out, they know who to contact. So it's building your name recognition and building your capability recognition along with it. Yeah, I think that's huge. And when I think about stuff like that, people will say, hey, well, a billboard, why would I ever do a billboard? And for the right billboard, it's a great move. But it's like, hey, you don't want a billboard that's 45 minutes outside of town on a two lane highway because it's cheap. It's cheap for a reason. And the ones that are more expensive, like on the drive in to the base or whatever, that's going to get looks, especially if it's in a really prominent location. And it's just, it's the billboard that everybody sees all the time 
high, that's going to get some looks. The one thing that I've found for a lot of people as they're going through this process, and maybe you can talk a little bit about this, is they start to hone their message a little bit better. So as your message changed over the years from we're an XYZ to now we're an ABC whatever? Oh, definitely. Uh, when we first started out, uh, JS Solutions was started again as a one-man show as a consulting organization. And it's progressed from consulting to traditional defense contractor type operations to traditional defense contractor who also serves B2B consulting and works as a force multiplier to other small businesses. And as you grow within your market, you're going to organically grow your body count, your capability count, your dollar count, and that's going to lead you in different directions. It's also from a BD perspective, you know, I see, all right, well, we do this type of work for the Army. Well, there's a need within the Air Force, there's a need within the Navy, there's a need within the intelligence community. So it leads us to potential teaming and potential proposals to get us into other aspects. And it just branches out from there. And you have to change your brand and your marketing along with that because one, you never know what's going to explode and take off and maybe your next big thing. But also you have to have your marketing campaign developed so you know where you want to go in a year, three years, five years. Too many people, I think, take a shotgun approach and just throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, you can get lucky sometimes, but you really have to sit down and have a coordinated marketing campaign that says, I want to take my company in this direction and I'm going to use these marketing tools to do it. And I'm going to use these BD tools and these operational tools to get me there. You get a better return on investment that way. Yeah, just everything working together versus Mm -hmm. all of these little things working separately. I I like that approach to it. As we start to, to get out of COVID, I still want to talk about it for a moment here. How has COVID impacted what you do from a marketing perspective for the business? Well, it's been huge for a couple of different reasons. First, especially within the government, there are so many offices that have said, we're remote working, we're never going back to full-time. If you don't have to come to the office, don't. So it changes our interaction with the customer. So it actually increases our marketing need because we may not have as much face time as we used to. Mm. So now we got to figure out other ways to market to our customers and potential teammates. The other thing it's really helped with is how do we market from a recruitment and retention standpoint when we have new positions to fill? Because now if we are able to offer remote work and telework options and work from home, and we can market that appropriately as part of our recruiting efforts, well, it makes us more appealing to potential candidates. We can fill those positions faster. We can get them on site faster. So it just makes operations go a whole lot smoother. So COVID has really changed how we work in the DOD community and government as a whole. It's been good. It's just been challenging. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a shift for a lot of folks, and I'm glad you've seen some good out of it and and how you can do things, because I think a lot of people have not embraced the shift, if you will. They've just said, hey, we're just going to wait. And I think that was probably the biggest mistake from everybody early on is we're just going to be going to wait because this is going to be over in two or three weeks. And then two months later, hey, maybe another month or two and it's going to be over. By the time they were six months in, all their marketing machine had grinded to a halt. So even just to start it back up again was a major effort. And a lot of people just kept saying, well, we can't go to trade shows and we can't do this and we can't do that anymore. So what are we going to do? Like all the tools in their toolbox were gone. They had nothing left. We've been on the social media for so long and been really focused on growing a brand on there. And so for us, we didn't skip a lot of beats when COVID happened. We were like, hey, this is exactly what our marketing strategy is. Here's something interesting that I thought I I saw early on in COVID. Maybe you saw this and I'm curious what your thoughts are. We were out there on social media doing all of our thing. And all of a sudden there was this huge noise impact in the market where there's all these consultants, there's all these government contractors sitting home, nothing to do. So they decide, ah, 
I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to explore this dark side of the moon here and see what we can do. And there was this massive ramp up for, I don't know, one, two, three months. And then all of a sudden it just went boop and it just imploded. I thought it was very interesting because I didn't think a lot of people would keep up with it. But from my perspective, I was like, this is great that a lot of people are bringing other people into the market, but I don't think everybody's going to stay here like the people generating content, but they're going to create all these new eyeballs and those people will stay here. That's kind of what we saw with the the COVID blip, if you will, early on is people entered entered into LinkedIn and other social media and all of a sudden the eyeballs just went up like crazy what we were competing with a lot of people for that attention. And then the competition just started dropping off one by one. And we were left with, hey, we've got all these new eyeballs now. Did did you guys see some similar things? It was a little bit different on our end because the government mission didn't stop. Now, there were a lot of new entrants into the field, just like you're talking about, either from people leaving the workforce and starting their own business or just branching out into different options or the small business changing direction. There were a lot, like I said, a lot of new eyeballs, a lot of new entrants into the field. And some of that has shaken out, but it's also really enhanced how many people are out there and how many potential partners and competitors you're having to deal with. Yeah, it's, it's just been really interesting. And so I'm curious where it's all going to shake out over the next few months as all of the COVID restrictions are being lifted. And so uh, that'll be interesting to see how that happens. So this has all been great discussion here. Are there one or two points that you would like to leave our listeners with today? I think the critical thing is to recognize that no matter how small you are, whether you're a one-person shop or one of the big five, marketing is critical. Marketing yourself, marketing your brand, marketing your company, marketing your capability cannot be ignored. It has to be done, and it has to be done correctly. So I, 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 the analogy I always use is when it comes to doing your books, I'm not an accountant, and I'm not going to try to be my own accountant because I know I don't have that skill set. And from the same mindset, I'm not a marketing expert. I'm not going to try to be one. So go out and get the help you need, whether it's bringing on somebody full-time if you can afford it or reaching out to an outsourced provider such as Flourish or somebody else. But have that mindset and that knowledge base to pull from because that's the only way it's really going to be done correct. I think that is something I really want to drive home for the small businesses. Recognize the need, budget for the need, budget long-term for the need, and then go out and make it happen. That's really good advice. You know, I'm going to leave everybody with one more thought here. You know, when you start marketing your business, it's really easy to actually kind of go head to head with your marketing company that you choose because they've got strategies and things that they've seen working a lot. And then you hear it from your perspective and you're like, but I don't, I don't know that that's going to work for my business. <laughs> it's very tempting to butt heads with them and say, well, I don't know that I like that idea or this idea. My advice would be test and measure. Just try it. Try what they're saying because there's a reason you're hiring an expert. You wouldn't go into a brain surgeon and say, hey, you know, I don't really like the branded tool you're using for this. Or, you know, I really like, I'd like you to try this strategy for this strategy. It's the same thing here. You know, you're hiring an expert for their expertise. Give it a try. Do things where you can measure the analytics. You can measure the outcomes. I never do anything blind where, hey, we just go put this out there. We spend a bunch of money and we have no idea if it worked or not. Don't do anything like that. Focus on stuff where you can measure. Give them the reins a little bit and trust your marketing team to go ahead and try some stuff that you've never tried because after all, that's why you hired them. 
And oh, so, exactly. I mean, we, we've been down that road ourselves. We've told Flourish, give us ideas. You're the smart people. Come to us with what the best way to attack something is. And they've come up with ideas that we never would have thought of because we did just like you said. We gave them the reins. We trusted their expertise. And they came back with something and knocked it out of the park. Again, that goes back to getting the right people, getting the experts, and letting them do their job. And you brought up a really good point there where I've worked with clients before where they've said, give us ideas. And I give them three or four ideas and I say, well, idea number one. One, hands down, if you're not going to do anything, idea number one is the thing to do. And they say, well, we like idea number one, but idea three or four down the list, that's the one we really, really like. And I'll just tell them, look, the biggest bang for your buck is idea number one, but you don't necessarily have the trust yet. And so they go with idea three or four, and then they do another idea and another idea and it works. And then they finally come back to idea one. They do that and it hits it out of the park. And I'm like, hey, we're two years into this. If we had done idea number one at the front, you know, imagine where we'd be today. So again, just trust them. And when they say, hey, I think this idea is the best idea, then maybe try that and the one you like. You know, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a situation where it's this one or that one. Go with two different ideas, but but trust your marketing team. That's a really big thing. So Chad, thanks for coming on today and talking a little bit about this. I, I know it's super helpful to hear from somebody who's used marketing to grow your business, to hear the impacts it's had on you guys. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us today. No, thanks, Michael. I appreciate you thanks for listening to game changers for government contractors for a full list of episodes and other resources be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers